Comics Action Show is created by Jupiter Broadcasting. It's sponsored by Ting. Go to last.ting.com to save off your first device or plan. And DigitalOcean. Go to digitalocean.com and use the promo code Here's the Thing, all one word like you're slurring it, and spin up your own Linux rig for free. And Linux Academy. Go to linuxacademy.com slash unplugged and invest in your mind while saving some money. Hello and welcome to Linux Action Show episode 414 live from Linux Fest Northwest 2016. My name is Chris. And my name is Noah. <laughs> it was almost it was almost epic. No, it was almost epic. That's right. We are live here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, Bellingham, Washington, at the Bellingham Technical College doing your Funny Linux things. Action Show and Noah sucking down helium because of course we have balloons. Why wouldn't we? Uh, a special shout out to our live crowd. Hey everybody for joining us live here. Thank you guys for joining us and gals. Thank you for joining us. We have a, a nice crowd here at the uh, Linux Fest floor. Now, Noah, coming up on this week's episode of the Linux Action Show, we're going to give you exclusive interviews and peeks at some of the shenanigans here at Linux Fest Northwest, and as well as a few interviews with some classic friends that uh, you'd be familiar with if you've been watching the show. And we'll give you our take on Linux Fest as well as catch you up on the news. And we have a special... We have a couple different special things coming picks. up. Yeah. Picks, no, picks. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess it is a regular episode, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, it is. I'm all out of my game. I was busy fixing your stream. Yeah, it has been, you guys, it has been, uh, well, we're going to tell you about it. There is a lot of interesting technical things that we have had to overcome to be here today. And and you know what? At the end of the day, no, what do I always say? It's all show content. It's show content. So we're going to share the different stories with you, some of the disasters we've had. And for our special pick segment, we're actually going to start with the booth right here for our Runs Linux this week. It is the Linux Fest Northwest 2016 booth being manned over there by the talented and handsome Chase Nunes at the board switching our open broadcast rig running on top of Arch Linux, the Linux Fest Northwest Linux Action Show booth, Runs Linux. Um, I caught on towards the end. Yeah, you, did. you got it. You got it. You got it. And it has been a heck of a journey and we're going to tell you a little bit a little bit about the journey and getting there. But first, I'm going to mention DigitalOcean because this entire live stream right now is possible because we had to completely bypass Comcast and route out through a DigitalOcean droplet to make this possible. And I made Noah set it up live on the stream during the Mario music. And he, he tried actually, to he tried to get me to do it in under two minutes, and yeah. it turns out that's not possible. It takes like three and a half. But yeah, that's true. But, that's true. But, but you did get it, and an entirely usable solution in under three and a half minutes. I, I want to know who else out there can spin up infrastructure that fast. Yeah, yeah. So listen, DigitalOcean sponsor of the Linux Action Show, and you can go get yourself a droplet right now, and you can get it for two months for free when you use the promo code. Here's the thing. Like you're a jerk that slurs it one word. Here's the thing. Use that over at DigitalOcean.com. Try out one of their droplets for two. Months absolutely free for five dollars a month, you get 512 megabytes of RAM. Check this out one CPU that's blazing fast, a terabyte of freaking transfer, and know what? You get their beautiful, beautiful control panel, regardless of the size of droplet you get. And you get internet, <laughs> and it stays up. That is, that is, and you can do your live stream. You get, you get premium, you spend two days you get setting premium up. tier one bandwidth that you can choose where that data center is at. They got locations all over the world you can choose from. They have a great API, and Noah, check it out. They're all over the Ubuntu 1604 review or uh, uh, release. release. We just did our review. They've got the great. They've got the guides now for how to upgrade your droplets. They're all over 1604. And this whole week, a lot of the news stories have been about, about the new Ubuntu release. And a lot of my problems have been about the new Ubuntu release. We're gonna get to that too. Oh, okay, we're, good, I yeah. think because we're gonna have to talk about the 1604 release coming up yes. in the show. And we've ran into multiple problems 
that. You know, it's interesting. Things that you wouldn't even expect. And some of them, even we ran it for a month ahead of time. Yeah. And and those problems didn't exist. Some I could of them connect. Just, to, no, well, I could connect to networks at least. Oh, that, that was problem. Cool. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Uh, and of course, do you? You know, I wonder if we have video of you trying to install software. If we, oh, I do. I we might be able to grab that by the. Oh said, yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, I'll pull it down so we could show show them the disaster. There was no attempting to install software in Ubuntu, which, which is, is funny because it comes right after the week yeah. where I made a. I stood up for you, Canonical. I took your back, Ubuntu, and you screwed me in the face. <laughs> yeah. So we have video proof of how easy that was for Noah to install software. But listen, uh, before we go any further, just want to say thank you to DigitalOcean for sponsoring Linux Action Show. Use the promo code. Here's the thing. When you're over there, that supports the show, and this stream is made possible because of them. So let's get into the let's get into the, to the meat of the uh, of the pick. So we're combining our spotlight and our app pick and our runs Linux kind of one pick monster. And basically, what happened was we have uh, Chris knew that we would have some extra time, or at least he was hoping that we'd have yeah. some extra time before <laughs> Linux Fest. So he decided rather than spend that time prepping for Linux Fest, we could do a bunch of other things as well. And yeah, so I mean, we, we've done this Linux Fest thing so many times. We got this in the bag, and right. the studio desperately needed new hardware. So like, we did, you right? Like, oh yeah, bad, oh yeah, right? for sure. So and, we went through an entire overhaul, redid a bunch of the equipment, and of course, it's all running Linux. Yeah. And in addition to a lot of other little minor yeah. tweaks too that are not necessarily Linux related, just more hardware related. So uh, this clip we're about to play you is the story of the build. So check it out. It is a good journey. Okay, he probably looks a little blue because I'm white balanced for inside, but if you look out there, that is that that is Santa Claus. He drives a FedEx truck, but it's it's actually Santa Claus. And what he brought Holy cow! We got lots of stuff. <laughs> Holy freaking cow, okay. So we have pa packages, lots of packages. This is this is just some. This is just some Isn't of that it crazy? too. Yeah. It's like Christmas. I'll take these. All right, I'll get this load. This haul. This is these are like there's hard drives in here. It's it's super heavy on the one side. It's like super. Oh well, well don't drop it then. Don't you think you can handle it? All right. So I heard the doorbell ring, which means that our something of a production value is here. Beard, lock the door. Keeping you safe from... Now, I have enlisted the top-secret Beard, who has come down out of his area to come down to help me assemble all these machines and over the next couple hours him and I are going to transform this place into a Linux powered machine um, and so basically the idea is simple we are going to take two machines one is going to be our main broadcasting rig and the second is going to be a rig configured absolutely almost identically except maybe a little less storage and that is going to serve as a backup to the main broadcasting now Chris will actually be able to use that rig at the desk as his main computer, so he'll actually have a really powerful desktop in addition to it serving as a backup, an instant backup, to a broadcast rig. Additionally, we'll also be able to use that machine anytime we need to pull a machine 
take it somewhere specific and have another broadcasting machine, we basically have a duplicate. So it's really going to open up the flexibility and possibilities around here. Also, the coolest thing, and I think the thing that both Chris and Rakai are most excited for, is from this point forward, he'll no longer have to burp the stream. Because Open Broadcaster Software will be maintaining a constant connection up to Scale Engine, and thus to your computers, anytime any of the video switching changes, no matter what happens here in the studio, we'll always have a constant stream. So, the transition between reruns and back to the live stream, back to the, uh, back to the um, reruns again, and also, if we're out doing a live event, we'll be able to just uh, swap that machine, the input to it, and boom, we're on the air live, bringing in a stream. Now, this is going to take a lot of Linux, maybe a little bit of DigitalOcean, and a little bit of creativity, and a lot of beard. So, we'll check in with you, and we're going to have the camera rolling, and we'll make sure to show you exactly what we're doing the rest of the night, but it's going to be a really good time. Beard, are you excited? Yeah. Beard is excited. Me too. Are you serious? Yeah. The aftermarket cooler has a back plate, so we have to get the whole mother bar back out. Alright, Beard. Let's take it out. You can yell upon it anyway. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Alright, when we last left off, we were down here on the kitchen floor working on a computer, becoming very, very frustrated because, well, frankly, both of the motherboards had died. Well, Chris came to the rescue and was able to get two new Asus motherboards overnighted here. And as predicted by yours truly, uh, Asus is simply a matter of getting the processor installed in the board and you plug it in, it just works. The only issue we are running into now, though, is, well, one board is maybe partially damaged thanks to UPS not being careful enough with highly delicate, expensive electronics. And the second small issue that we're having is we have a PCI, uh, or I'm sorry, an M.2 SATA drive, but it appears that the port we have is an M.2 PCI drive. And, I, and I'm a little fuzzy on exactly what the exactly what the difference is. I understand that there's a difference between the hard drive language and speaking, you know, directly to the storage of the PCI bus. And, but we have Wes in the background. He is working on grabbing us firmware files that we can update the BIOS and see if that we can get that M.2 to work anyway. It appears that ASUS's site is down, and we really want to get rolling. We want to get this machine up and running so that we can uh, begin using it because we have a whole other one of these to build. And the next one is really going to be kind of a touch-and-go thing because the processor pins may or may not be bent, and we'll find out. So let's go ahead and we'll start getting this one installed and rolling if we can't get a BIOS update, and then after that, um, we'll start working on the next machine. Here, we have to figure out what distro we're going to use. I, I really care us. I was thinking Hannah Montana. No, Terry goes. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana has Waylon, and that's not production ready, no. It's not, but I think Antergos doesn't have Hannah Montana, and that's not production ready. Hannah Montana is a star. She's a. I she, bet you that there's a Hannah Montana package in the AUR. So we've gotten to the installation screen, and it turns out that ZFS on Antergos is actually super easy. It's literally all I have to do is check this little box that says use ZFS with this installation. Now, the problem that I have with this is that it's going to erase the entire drive, which I'm going to have to specify here, and then just install ZFS, or use ZFS with the file system, which I don't think we really want to do. I don't think we really want another boot drive. So, well, um, we might. We might. Because if the thing that would be nice about having it on the boot drive would be uh, snapshots. snapshots. Snapshots of OBS messes up or something like that. Okay. 
But the main thing that we're going to have to worry about is we're also going to have to figure out how to park. We want root and home and all that stuff. On the SSD. And then we want to separately partition out all the right. storage drives. So we, we better do this. Choose exactly where Antergo should be installed then. Yeah. All right. So let's do that. Let's go in here. So let's. So here's my concern. I have got. I, you know, I partitioned this out, and that's fine. But how do we set these? We might want to just. We might want to just take care of the other disc afterwards. Afterwards. So. All right. Let's do that. I agree with that. Guys, it is 11:30. <clears throat> Been up all day, and we finally got the Antergos installed. We got OBS installed. So. Um, that machine is up and working, and we nailed it. So now, uh, on to number two. And I have to build Chris's workstation, and this is the one with the defective motherboard. Additionally, Chris has gotten totally sick. So, uh, I have to do this very quietly. Um, and this is my last chance to do this before a bunch of people start showing up and it gets crazy here. So we gotta get this knocked out tonight. Uh, so, here we go. So, 12.45 a.m., second build has actually gone much, much, much better. So, it didn't bother showing you putting all the components in because quite honestly it was exactly the same as the first time. In fact, <clears throat> that time actually was even more smooth because we knew kind of exactly how things were gonna go. We did fix them up for it. Yeah, the processor pins are bent thanks to UPS being dorks, but we uh, were able to fix that. We got those pins bent back, and so that worked out well. So now I'm setting up this machine specifically for Chris. I'm going to get him set up with the software that I know he likes, and I'll have it put into the studio for him tomorrow morning so that when he comes down, everything will be there and well set up. I think he's going to walk right past us. See if he just keeps on going. Yeah, he's just gonna walk right past us. He's just walking right past us. <laughs> okay, alright. How are we doing though? Did you get cash? Good. Good, good, good. Is that on camera? Yeah. Oh no. Well, at least I have my phone out, so I have a plausible deniability. That's true, you were busy. Alright, let's get going. Alright, you guys remember how to get there? Nice, Noah, nice. Yeah. That was, uh, so uh, it was not intended at the time we were doing those two builds to actually need the backup so soon. Well, you had intended to plan for unanticipated emergencies. Yeah. So that's why we did two identical builds, so that right. way we would have redundancy like that. And holy smokes. Did it save us in the long run? Yeah. yeah, well, you know, we've had a good live OBS rig that we built for last year's Linux Fest Northwest and just couldn't live up to what well, we needed. Just yeah, couldn't I mean, really make really, it. I think part of what it is is that it is simply, it was built out of necessity, not out of planning, right? right. Like, we went to the store and we just right. bought what we right. had to buy yeah. to get it running last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's great if we're doing, you know, the simple basic thing it got us through last year, and this year we have evolved a little bit. We want to do some different encoding things and not and, really and, and honestly, we just know better what works better uh, for post-editing. Right. We, we have uh, maybe more cameras or it, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. the, the, the live stream was sort of rocky yesterday because of hardware issues. Mm -hmm. And it was simply thanks to the fact that we built two of these rigs, we uh, had um, John Kessler run down from the crew and oh, go yeah, pick up the rig uh, during the day yesterday and bring right. it back up here. And then we shut the stream down a little early and 
reconfigured that machine. We learned a couple lessons though about troubleshooting. Yeah, a couple of. Uh, so first thing I'm going to say is if next time we're at a live event, one of the things I want to do is I want to have a backup plan. So and I would prefer to, what, the way I'd prefer to do this is have sync thing installed on the broadcast rig here at Linux Fest, mm -hmm. and then have sync thing installed at the receiving rig in JB1 Studio, and then sync all of the interviews as we're doing them, or that or afterwards. We could also have an FTP server. Yeah, or and FTP and sure, then an FTP client yeah. on each. End. But you know, here's the thing about the sync thing versus the FTP, Noah. Here's the thing. <coughs> If we were using SyncThing, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have had to pull that drive out of that PC. See, because we shut that, that PC down and we just put, set it aside, right. we had to then go get the drives out so we had the clips for today. Right. If we had used SyncThing and it was just running in the background, yeah. it would have been sending those off-site the yeah. whole time. And I really, I just would have had to be to troll you. But I don't actually so my point is, we, if you get the files down to the studio, we right. could have been we could have been semi doing that in real time and then yeah. throwing those up on the stream from right. the studio yesterday. Right. So that was lesson one learned. Lesson two: If you're at a live event, uh, especially a technical one, I love the Linux Action Show audience, but I'll tell you something. Everybody here is a techie, and they all have an opinion on how something should be done, <laughs> right. and they all want to know what's up constantly. <laughs> and so, troubleshooting a PC build at a booth yeah. is sort of the worst thing ever because everybody's got to look, everybody has a suggestion, everybody wants to know, and then because they're interested, because yeah. you know it's PC troubleshooting, right. that is interesting. Yep. So then they come back to find out how it's going, yep. and, of course, and ask you the rest of the day, and, and we don't have an update because we're still troubleshooting. Right. And of course, we were just answering the last guy's question. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like we're now next year. We're like, well, if it happens, but of course it won't happen next time. Never. never. We'll plan better. No, it'll never happen again. But next time when it happens, we'll just take the rig out of the room and troubleshoot out there. Right. But, you know, we still want to be here to say hi to folks and whatnot. Right. So it was sort of challenging. It was yeah. sort of sort of rough. At the same time, though, we did kind of make the best of it. We got out yeah. there. We looked around. We we, uh, we had we had uh, kind of an interesting discovery upstairs. I might be leaving the country. You know what? Let's, that might happen. Let's Yeah. So Noah might be going on a mission to save and switch people to Linux. That's right. Uh, I saw a robot attack a wall, and we also and a skateboard. Yeah, and we and also saw the new one laptop per child with a with an updated keyboard, a touch screen, and based on an ARM processor. Mm -hmm. We'll be showing you guys that a little bit later uh, on in the show. But first, Noah, you know what we got to do? The news. Let's do the news. Hey, it's the news, and this episode is brought to you by... Ting.com. Everybody, won't you go to last.ting.com, go get yourself a discount, and support this show. Ting is mobile that makes sense. Your minutes, your messages, your megabytes, they add them all up. Whatever you did, that's what you pay. It's a flat $6 for the line. Any kind of line. You want a fancy phone, you want a crafted phone, you want a GSM SIM. I'm not going to judge. It's $6 for that line, and then it's just your minutes, messages, and megabytes on top of that. An excellent control panel, radically good customer service. I mean, super, super like passionate, stick-with-you customer service service, and a bunch of unlocked great devices to pick from. Noah over here often will come to a fest with several SIM cards. I go, I don't and leave, I don't leave my house without a couple of SIM cards. And thanks to that, we've been, we've been playing here with this Nexus phone, yeah. and uh, I just, I just, uh, during the testing here, just had a crushing, crushing one day and 18 hours, and I still had 10%, or actually 13% battery wow. left. Wow, so you, I didn't know crushing. what you were raving about. I knew you were happy that you had 10%, which I wasn't all that excited about. I I have not charged this since I have been here. I did. I have not charged this since Friday day, 
And if you think about that, at a conference, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, where you're constantly searching for a wireless signal. The 5X, I mean, it's not the fastest Android phone out there, but it is such a phenomenal value. If you don't want the bigger 6P, yeah. if you don't want the bigger phone, the 5X. If you don't want to have to hold your phone with two hands, don't get the Well, 6P. no, Chase over there, you know, he's got he's got big man hands. He likes the oh, uh, 6P. Yeah. It works good for yeah, him. Yeah, I have small little girly hands. Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. See, and I'm right there in between. I'm a little dainty, but I'm not super girly, but, you know, and that's what's great is, you know, different fe- different folks, different hands. Sometimes you can be a man and have girly hands. Sometimes you can be a woman and have man hands. And there's a phone out there that's going to fit those monsters. What I really like about the Nexus 5X is the experience it was. Like, literally, Noah brought a SIM card. I brought I, a couple, actually. I gave and I was one. like, all right, give me one. I popped it in here, activated it, and I was up and going. When he on. says he popped it in there, what he means to say is he set his phone up and said, somebody put the SIM card in here. <laughs> so, somebody put the SIM card in there. And it hey, sat hey, there for a day. Hey, and then Rakai went and I, found I, a, I, thing, a check card. Mm-hmm. And then I put the SIM card in. Mm-hmm. And then you transplanted it. Okay. That's what you meant to that's say. That's about what yeah, I meant. Yeah. And once that was once these guys got off their butts and got all that done, it was <laughs> flying. It really was fast. Uh, and it's really nice. And now I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm super happy with it. I loaded Android N on here. And I just love rocking this on the Ting now because it feels like I own this device. I control this you device. You do own it. You do and, control it. And, and I feel like I control the mobile, too. Like, yeah. Uh, it's totally under my control. I can turn it on and off when I want to. I only pay for what I use. And, you know, like here at the conference, like we got the Wi-Fi's, which is probably one of the reasons why I've had such good cell signal. And so, like, I'm not using any data while I'm here. Yeah, it's I did have LTE. I mean, I don't know if now once everyone's here, but earlier yeah, today, yes. even in this no, I still in do. this ridiculous building, yeah, I still I, do. I had LTE. In yeah. fact, in fact, I don't know any other mobile service here that does have LTE. Right in this room. Yeah, yeah everyone. In fact, Alex walked in. First thing he did was like, "Well, shut my phone off." Because yeah, that's what you do. Exactly yeah, that's what you yeah. do. Yeah. So check them out. Last.ting.com. Go there. You'll save yourself twenty-five dollars off your first device. If you already have a compatible device, and you might because they have GSM and CDMA networks. Well, then they'll just give you twenty-five dollars in credit, and that'll get you a long way. It's a great, great service. It's a great mobile company. Last.ting.com. Thanks to Ting for sponsoring the Linux Action Show. All right. You guys know it. You already know it because you watched our episode last week. And we're in the future. But the big story, I mean, just the crushing big story as far as Linux news goes, is Ubuntu 16.04 has been released. The new Ubuntu is out. You guys know about the new changes from our last episode. So I thought what I would do is I would take a moment to give a shout out to some of the flavors. So Ubuntu GNOME has released their 16.04 version. This is based on the GNOME 3.18 desktop. Mm-mm. But you know what? Not a bad desktop. Uh, Zubuntu has a new release out. Not a lot of changes here. Um, they have a new wallpaper. They're now using GNOME software for their uh, software, and uh, well, that's kind of really the highlight of the changes. Uh, Lubuntu is also still a thing, and uh, it's actually seen some more updates. Again, all of these have the long-term support. Uh, support That's kind of nice. And then, of course, Ubuntu Studio is out. Some actual interesting changes here at Ubuntu Studio now. Uh, they have a new project leader. He's been elected. Uh, his name is Set, and uh, he took over the project on April 21st, right when the LTS version of Ubuntu Studio landed. So they've also done some work on more real-time control panel stuff to manage some of the real-time mm-hmm. features. <coughs> Ubuntu Studio 16.04, it looks like a really, really solid release, and they have a new project leader. That's always exciting. And then, of course, Mythbuntu released their 16.04 version here. This is maybe one of the most interesting things. In fact, they're trying to downplay the changes. They're saying if you're on the 14.04 version, this mm-hmm. is like a point release for you. You don't even need to update. We're going to we're gonna backport all the stuff we put in 16.04 Mythbuntu-wise. Not Ubuntu server. And right, set, uh, right, right. But Mythbuntu-wise, like the Myth stuff and their setups, they're going to backport all that 
that to the 1404 version. So if you have a home entertainment system already running on 1404, you're going to get all of their stuff they put in 1604. I, I do like... Well, that makes sense until 1404 reaches EOL. By the way, real quickly, people are questioning my integrity by saying that I don't have... I have a Windows shirt up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we hit, the, we hit the... So for those of you who don't know, uh, Noah said if we got to 670 patrons at patreon.com slash today, he would wear a Windows shirt to Linux Fest Northwest. He is bearing that shame live on the show right now. First thing I did was complain to Chris about it when he got here. That's true. That is actually the very first, first words thing. out of my mouth. <laughs> I walked up to the booth. It wasn't anything about the state of the internet being down or the system or any of the equipment. It was the shirt. <laughs> so, oh, Noah. Yeah, so uh, that's sort of... Uh, oh, and then also just really quickly while we're talking about Canonical, uh, perhaps one of the more interesting things is they've also just revved uh, their LXDE stuff, which is their their container hypervisor solution built on top of LXC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, they say, after a year, uh, a year and a half of intense work by the LXD team, LXD 2.0 has been released today, is their first production-ready release. And it's also, of course, a long-term support release to match 16.04 up. Pretty nice. It's also live in the software repos already for 14.04 and 16.04. So that's great. If you're already installed and good to go, this will be one of those packages that's actually easy to install on Ubuntu. Oh, good. If you can install it. It's in those repos. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then our, to, just to completely close out our big Ubuntu news extravaganza, we do have the name for 16.10. Do you know what it is? Did you catch it? Oh, right. No, I didn't look. Yeah, we've been busy. We've been setting up for Linux Fest since this was announced. Mark Shuttleworth in a blog post said, Why is for yakety 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 yak? Naturally. Wait. That whole thing? No, they're just shortening it to uh, yakety yak. Yes. Even that's a little excessive. Probably just yak. Yeah, I, I actually think it's a dig at us. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. But no, maybe. Because we've been called yakety by the Brits before. They've called us over there. They've called us yakety. Have they? Yes. Well, wait till they have to see what I have to say about 1604 now that I've used it for a week. <laughs> so uh, Google de- describes a yak as a large domesticated wild ox with shaggy hair. That also kind of describes you, yeah. Or you. I mean, sometimes you get kind of shaggy, you, you know, uh, with humped shoulders uh, and large horns. Oh, yeah, it's definitely me. Uh, and it likes its, uh, it's known for its milk, its meat, and also its hide. That's what the new Ubuntu is based on, everybody. Or, 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 or well, yakety, which is, uh, which means is yaky, an informal, informal term for talking too much, which I don't. Who does that, right? Who does that? Nobody. 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 I certainly don't. Okay, are we ready to move on from Ubuntu? Yeah. Well, are we going to talk about Ubuntu? Oh, yeah, right, that. Right. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry. It's fine. Sorry. It's fine. It's okay. So, uh, it's been running great. I've had no problems, and I think it's a really fantastic desktop release, and you should all switch right now. What about you, Noah? Well, <laughs> I got to Linux Fest at a place where I thought that I would be able to connect to the Wi-Fi network and get on the internet, and I, I, to, I said to myself, self, maybe there's something wrong with their internet. Well, it turns out there's not something wrong with their internet. There's something wrong with Ubuntu because my wireless icon, in fact, the entire network manager either crashed or went away or something, and I just no longer had a network icon. So then I think, oh, well, I just goofed my install up. Well, it turns out Chris is having the same problem on his laptop, yeah, and yeah. we had a third laptop that yeah. people were buying yeah. stuff from. Huh? Are you going to come back in like five minutes? Come back in like five minutes. Making, we're almost done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, so, we were getting interrupted <laughs> by this huge jerk over there. I don't know who this guy is. Who's this guy? So, uh, network manager crash. It was a real pain. So, then uh, I decide, well... Well, I, you should mention why, by crash, too. I mean, like, it completely disappeared completely from our men- both re- of our menus. Yeah, we had to restart. Yeah. And Angela's handing me the computer back. She's like, I want to connect to the network. Yeah, she's like, it doesn't Wi-Fi. And, and Noah's like, isn't working Noah's right. like just click them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's no menu. Yeah. So, yeah. so fine. Okay, so I couldn't get on the network. I'm like, all right, fine. Well, I'll go back to my hotel room and I'll install some 
some apps after I uh, after I get a, a connection. So I finally get a connection. I go to install my apps, and uh, I click on the install button, and it just turns back to install. Yeah. So I think, all right, I, should try I was to find this. yeah, see if you can find. It. I, I was will. like, all right, computer. I was kidding the first time, but this time I'm actually serious. I really want to install this. So here we go again. Click back to install. All right. Okay. Try third time. I, you, you go. You, I'm downloading now. I think I did find it. Click here. back to install. And I enjoy the game of ping pong. Hey, I darling, do. Tell, do you remember when you told me to go to bed? And so I came to the hotel. I hear it, but I don't see it. I ran it. into Where'd Sean. That go? Sean is the guy that is working on Mattermost for you. And so he, I don't see it. It's in here hey, somewhere. Darling, but tell, I wonder if you remember when you told me to go to bed. And so I came to the hotel. I, don't know. But I bet it is. I ran into Sean. I don't know. I Switch don't. over to this. Sean is the guy that is working on Mattermost for you. And so he was showing me the really super cool things he does. That's cool. And I kind of got distracted. And I found this really cool feature of 1604. Oh, Check this out. Okay. All right. So I want to install SimpleNote. Can you can you see that? I want to install SimpleNote. So I, I'm going to click on this install button. You so ready for this? Here we go. It's a really great feature. Install. Boom. Not installed. Okay. Install. Oh, boom. Not installed. Okay. I was just kidding the first time. Okay. Install. Oh, not installed. Okay. I really like playing ping pong, but I can't install anything. <laughs> and I just thought you would think that's funny since uh, you keep telling me that Arch is easier and Ubuntu is harder. Turns out, maybe you're onto something. Good night. <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, couldn't install SimpleNote, couldn't install Lightworks, couldn't install basically anything. Ended up having to try. Ended up having to install. Uh, what did I install? GDB. Yeah. And then GDBI. Uh, yeah, GDBI. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I installed everything from there. And yeah. yes, 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 yes. I know what everyone's going to say. Why don't you just do it from the command line? Well, I am trying to train myself to use the software to, center. To use the software center yeah. because and it's I the new software used, center, yeah. so it's also good to get a little. Because that's what it. a bunch of new users yeah. are going to do there. Yeah. I, I, yes, I could go sudo up get installed, but so yeah, uh, yeah we've had some wireless issues uh, too with the, with the, I've also had uh, not. Well, not only will Network Manager, when it's still running, it sometimes refuses to refresh the available Wi-Fi networks. And so, mm-hmm. literally, I mean, because I just wanted to be quick, I probably could have gone and found a service to restart. I just decided to reboot my computer. Yeah. And why like is a Windows it, user. And here, here's, my other, here's my other question. Why is it, when I click on the network icon, do the net, wireless networks not refresh? That seems like an optimal time seems like to give me the, the latest. Obvious, ne- yeah, yeah, right. Seems like obvious. Right? Yeah. And there's a, in so. GNOME, there's an extension you can get. Even but, you know, dumb. the Plasma desktop just builds it right in. Just yeah. a little refresh button right there on the Plasma I don't, desktop. I, I don't I, don't even, I think even just, that's when you when you activate the menu. Yeah, I think that's what the Mac does. That's what it should do. Yeah, they'll go figure. So that's how we know, you know Noah prefers those kinds of things when yeah. they just take care of that stuff yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's a better way to do it. So okay, other than that, uh, it is by an so you, this company. is your latest build uh, and install here. Has this been pretty smooth? I mean, no. are you that? Oh, really? No, I have to restart for every Electron app. So that means, and, and it seems like every, more and more. So Slack I had to restart. Telegram I had to restart. Simple Note I had to restart. All to, to Telegram so not them. even Electron. I don't think. Well, I, whatever. It yeah. doesn't show up in the menu until yeah, I restart. So that's a pain. Yeah. And then uh, I couldn't connect to the wireless, and I couldn't install software in the software center. Uh, so it's not. No, it hasn't been great. It's not, and we've also people been stopping by the booth and complaining about Intel graphics issues. Crypt setup is no longer. It was working in the beta release. The final release comes out now. Crypt setup is broken. We had to install it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So we'll, we're going to continue testing. I mean, it's been it's been the big story this week. A lot of people here are talking about it, and it's interesting. Not everyone here even realized 1604 was out too. Like we had a couple people that didn't even know, but a lot of people did have showed up and talked about it a little bit. Uh, I've heard from several people about driver issues with the Intel cards. So uh, if you've had any experience, go over to LinuxActionShow.reddit.com and let us know yours, good or bad. You'll find a feedback thread for episode 414. That's also where you could submit interesting news stories you'd like to see us cover or share your feedback, commentary, things like that. All right, Noah, that's all the news for this week.
We have a bunch of people to talk to right here at Linux Fest Northwest in the beautiful Pacific West, Northwest. Washington State, Bellingham, Bellingham Technical College, 2016, etc., etc. Mentioned that before. Probably something you may not be aware of. It's brand new information, rare information, exclusive right here on the floor of Linux Fest Northwest. Linux Academy, linuxacademy.com slash unplug. Go there to learn more about Linux, OpenStack, Android development, Python, Ruby, PHP. They have all of the courseware you need. Seven plus distributions you get to choose from. They automatically adjust the courseware and also the virtual machine you spin up as you is learning. They got comprehensive study guides you can download. Instructor help is available when you need it. And my friends, one of my favorite, favorite features is that availability planner. You got busy stuff going on? I got busy stuff. Maybe you got to do a Linux Fest. Maybe you do have to do a Linux Fest. Well, and then you hey, just maybe you might be looking for a job at Linux Fest, and you know there's going to be shoot. people that are going to be asking you questions shoot. about development, and you need to sneak in a couple nuggets of information. How would you do that? Linux Academy. You just go over there, tell us Availability Planner how much free time you got. Say, hey, Linux Academy, I'm a boss. Do they I'm, do that in 30-second increments by chance? You could do it. Well, you could get down there to, like, hours, but 30 seconds, you're going to have to write a little custom Ruby code. And if you need to learn how to write that, they got courseware over at Linux Academy. Go to linuxacademy.com slash unplugged to support this show. We went over to the Unplugged show, punched those guys in the stomach, just like just like an aggressive jerk, stole their promo code, brought it over here because it's a good deal for you guys. He's, you. Wes is eyeing you right now. You see that, right? Sorry, Wes. Yeah. He's eyeing you. I love you. You punched him in the stomach. You just I, I know. I needed his promo code. Oh, okay. I needed All his right. promo code. Well, at least the viewers get to take advantage of yeah. an excellent promo. You better you better take advantage of it before Wes comes back with, with vengeance. Uh, he looks angry. Yeah, I know. LinuxAcademy.com oh, slash unplugged. All right, our first interview is someone from the GNOME Project who's working on the future of software distribution on Linux. I've been looking forward all weekend to chatting with our next guest, one Mr. Shri. And Shri, I'll have you pronounce the last name for me. Shri Ram Krishna. Thank you, sir. Now, a lot <laughs> of you might actually remember him from previous episodes, but all weekend long he's been stopping by the booth and kind of dropping hints about chatting about the future of the desktop. Shri, will you tell the folks at home where you're from and uh, what's on your mind? Well, I'm from Portland, Oregon. And what was the other question? I'm sorry. What's on your mind regarding oh, the Oh, what's on my mind? I got, I got GNOME on my mind. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> Well, um, I'm here today. I'm, I'm going to talk on uh, runtime systems and application sandboxing. Yeah. And so, you know, this is kind of a cool thing, but yeah. people don't know how cool it is. So when you say sandboxing, I think, okay, this application might be limited on my desktop, but it's not really so much about that. It's more about security and also maybe portability? Portability, exactly. So one of the cool things about a runtime is being able to say, so let's go back one step. Developers, when they decide, oh, I want to write an application, well, first thing I decide, okay, do I want to, I got to need to create a dev, I got to create an RPM packaging, I got to go figure out things like that. So it seems like there's a whole bunch of work involved. But what, what would happen if you just did it once and it just works on yeah. every distro regardless? That would be well, the holy grail for a lot of developers. It really would. It would be. It would be. And then the second thing that's awesome is safety, right? So because we have things like Wayland and others, we, we now can say, well, this application can touch touch only this parts of the file system. Mm -hmm. It can only talk to other uh, the devices. How much is uh, System D and C groups and that kind of stuff part of that solution? Um, not really. So it's no. not really more like it's not like container technology we're talking it about. It is a little bit like container technology. Okay, it's not like Docker, right? So okay. Doc, the difference between this and Docker, for instance, Docker runs as root. So we don't we don't want uh, to have that, right? Sure, sure. Because it, that has access to all the devices. Right. So we can't control right. device access. 
us if it's if it's at that level. So we're we're creating small rides like bind mounts and things like that. Right. So that you only do particular sets of access. Okay. So uh, we may want some help from the kernel in the future to be able to do security contacts between one and the other, that kind of thing. But yeah, it it is definitely a game changer in the sense that we can now put distribution back on the developers yeah. as versus yes. Uh, so if you think like which is really how it is on the other large right. commercial so, platform. So if you look at LibreOffice, it's like okay, here's your Windows, here's your OS they, X, and they oh, and get your other ones from the, from your distros. Despite <laughs> what we might think with yeah. the repos and all that, they actually prefer controlling that end of it because and, and you can just look at LibreOffice is a great example. Own Clouds an example we cite all the time on the show. There's yeah. lots of projects, especially these days, right. that they want to control that distribution because they want to update it a little bit faster. And when I say distribution, I mean the means to get their end product, whatever that might be, to the end user. Right. And right. and right now I get on our Coda Radio program constant complaints. I don't understand, they tell me, <clears throat> the path I'm supposed to follow. From the SDK I'm supposed to use, from the toolkit I'm supposed to use, from the language underneath that right. to how am I then going to get the binary to my end users? Right. I, I don't like they say they they tell me in like very different in very different different ways, but lots and lots and lots of them have said we don't have a clear path here. It's yeah. very confusing, and it seems to me distribution is a key part of that. It is absolutely, and, and really, uh, it's it's sort of getting to the point now where so many things else have sort of commonized, right? With, the, I mean, essentially the GNU toolset, right? You have systemd, you have essentially everybody's running averagely around the same kernel. You just really now it's coming down to some of the more esoteric things are packaged management. Right. But do you right. see package management going away? Do you see this as a supplement? Uh, I see uh, probably more a supplement uh, because not everybody, I mean, right now it's kind of desktop oriented right now. But, you know, a lot of other yeah. people, it's easier just to package them if it's for distros. But uh, is I, that, I see for GNOME apps, for sure. You this know, is we really GNOME focused, way. right? This is really GNOME focused and really desktop focused. At the moment, uh, yes. Which is actually kind of, I mean, not unusual for the GNOME project, but it's unusual for a large effort. A lot of times when we have a large effort, effort like this on software distribution to be very server-focused. Traditionally, Linux has such a large server focus that that's usually where our resources go. So uh, what's what's the push? Well, who's, who's, whose game is it to to improve this? What's the motivation? Uh, what's, the, so, what's the reason? I'll give you my personal motivation. My mo personal motivation is to, to create a Linux application market that is measurable. Once you control distribution, you understand yes, how popular the platform is right. right. We want right. to be able to do that, right. uh, and so once you get measured, then we get improved. But the other thing is, how do we make money? Off of that platform, so what sort of things like GNOME software, things like that, we have an opportunity, or developers have an opportunity to say, hey, you know, why don't you throw in some money and yeah. we could, we you could you help us out. I mean, we're providing the software for free, some support, things like that, because you know, right now, if it's going through uh, a distro, you don't have you lose the opportunity to have right. a personal relationship. So with your, I, with I, your I was talking to a representative from LibreOffice, yeah, and uh, I asked him, you know, you know, roughly how. How many Linux users you have? And he said, "Well, I don't really have the foggiest. Uh, we have some really pie-in-the-sky estimates, but all our Linux users install it with their distro, right. either on the CD or from the repo, yeah. and we never see that. Nobody does. We can't even even for the GNOME Foundation. We don't know. We don't know how many. We don't. We can't. And we can't use any numbers to drive any any conversation. Right. Right. right? You just have That's, to say, well, we feel like it's a lot. Yeah. So I'm I'm I was sick of passively yeah. uh, dealing with that. So yeah. I'm actually trying to do that using a 
conference as a vehicle to to actually create that market and yeah. to create a, a way to take these pieces of technology that we have and drive it as a way to create that market and have conversations from from the kernel all the way to application developers. Uh, you know, we can't right now. The desktops are sort of edging out to the outer fringes. If you go around these conferences, how many people are talking about desktops? Not really. Yeah. But there are pieces that at least I know GNOME is doing that is that is going that can be used outside of desktop comp. Thank sure. You. Because runtimes, there's nothing specific GNOME about it. It's actually a free desktop. Product. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the thing is, it seems is, though it's getting the most traction with, with GNOME. But yeah, it's a free so it's a free desktop right. project. Yeah. So. Who says it's a collection of libraries and binaries right. and so? Right. But who says you can provide optimized libraries or something like that? Maybe you have something that makes a great math library. So how does uh, how does X, XCG app and and GNOME Builder and all of that fit into this picture? Is this a key part of it? Is this? The it is because GNOME Builder will you can write your application and out, and, and the plan is to come out with a bundle already that you can immediately distribute. Right. Wow. Yeah, we're not going to completely. You know, it sounds like I'm kicking distros out of the application distribution business. That's not true because there are a lot of things distros do. It's a double-edged sword. If you take over distribution, you're also in charge of taking uh, uh, care of the app. So if you yeah. have a CVE or security fix, yeah. and you're a part-time yeah. hobbyist developer, yeah. Yeah. you're not going to get to it. Yeah. A distro will yeah. fix it immediately, right. and that's right. that's the value but the, distros have. At the same time, moving software distribution off to the vendors or to the projects or to the developers, uh, not only does that sort of fulfill their requests, but it also lets the distributions probably focus on core components exactly. and features and security. Quality. And, you know, we have GNOME Continuous. And now, you know, we could, we're, you know, people, uh, entities like OpenSUSE, Red Hat, we can, they can really focus on QA and mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. kind of up the quality mm -hmm. of the distro itself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. while, while the desktops can start focusing on Maybe particular goals. Maybe yeah. you know. You know. There's a lot of things that we, power management. Where you know, we want maybe a laptop should have better power than we have now. Yeah. It's something to stop to worrying show about getting the latest LibreOffice in there, and now start worrying about fixing power management. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. You know, That's it, pretty cool. Yeah. It's a. What can our listeners do to to help out with the effort and and well, push you know, I I have a conference, and you know, if you have skill sets and you're interested in developing for Linux. Uh, applications come register for the conference we the, the conference is called Libre application summit hosted by the GNOME foundation and it's going to be in September 19th to the 23rd actually for that whole week and we plan to have an incredible number of tracks to, to discuss where, where is the conference at it's going to be in Portland Oregon Portland okay awesome yeah. so yeah so we, we plan to have a number like summits with distros some with application developers toolkits all of that yeah. kind of thing yeah. so that we I think we want to stop being passive. Mm -hmm. I think we need to start moving forward. And uh, hopefully we'll have registrations going on the first week of May. Let us know when you do. And we'll put a link yeah, up. We would, I would definitely like to come back and, okay. and chat about and it. That would be great. It. Yeah. We'd yeah. appreciate awesome. it. Well, yeah. thank you, sir. I'm yeah. really looking forward to where this goes. Okay, great. Thanks awesome. for letting us know. Thanks Give us for an update. Uh, letting me talk. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Coming up next is one of my favorite guests. It's going to be the people that make this conference possible. At least some of them. Well, at least some of them. Welcome to Linux Fest Northwest Crew. Hello. 
Hello. Hi. Hello. So it uh, seems like a pretty big fest this year, you guys. Do we uh, have a good feeling, a good sense of how it's gone so far? Yeah, it's going great. About 2% more than we've seen past and for people who have been watching online, uh, about 1,800-ish. Nice. So, that yeah. is a great number. Nice. And uh, what stands out is sort of the new thing this year. I, I finally got to go upstairs, but I guess that's not new, but spreading things out a bit. What's changed that way? Uh, yeah, so this year we have an open hardware lab with a robotic section and bears and one laptop per child. And uh, we have this really awesome area where people can come in, bring their kids, and do fun things. Cool. And have robots trample over You know what? That reminds me. I'll play our one laptop per child clip yeah. next. Uh, all right, so what do you think as far as the crowd attendance? Does it seem like this venue is big enough? You guys think at a different venue? What's Is there any scuttlebutt? Nothing hard. Any scuttlebutt? Well, I mean, BTC makes this possible. Yeah. BTC is awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point we will outgrow it, but yeah. right now we're making it work. Yeah. And I, I, I really like the location myself. So You know, one yeah. other thing I noticed is the Wi-Fi seems to be a little bit better than it has been in years past. Have you guys made some changes to that? Maybe a little bit. Um, real quick about BTC. Yeah. I, I should say, you know, most places have a That's venue. That's, by the way, Bellingham Technical uh, Bellingham College, Technical not Bitcoin. College. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not Bitcoin. Uh, we, we have uh, BTC as a partner in this. And, and what we mean by that is not just uh, we use the venue, but we actually have over 100 students and we have faculty members who spend months working wow. on this with us in conjunction with the, the Linux Fest organizing crew. Uh, we're, we're volunteers here and they're students who are voluntold uh, to, to come help out. Nice. Uh, so it's, uh, it's an awesome partnership and a, a very unique one who we have here. Yeah, and to speak to the Wi-Fi and the network, yeah. it's all a BTC capstone student project to coordinate the network and set all that up, and they do an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it has been. It's been they a lot also, better. They also figured out that the SFP media converter uh, last year was 10100, and this year it's gigabit. Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah, you guys Wi-Fi have been very, straight into it. You guys have been very, very accommodating for our bandwidth needs, and we, mm-hmm. we gave super you your own channel. I know. Nice. You, I, uh, we, yeah, we noticed that. <laughs> it helps with the speed. It does. It really does. So, uh, uh, I'm thinking, obviously, you guys got to consider this one a bit of a success, but now looking towards the end of s- or midday Sunday-ish, if you could hit the reset button and be right back on Friday, would be there any tweaks you'd make? Just kind of curious. Well, there's little tweaks in here and there. I would imagine. Uh, Nothing major? Yeah. There, there, there's always your little fires and, yeah. uh, you know, running around, seeing what's going on. Uh, but I think in general, uh, most things went well. Cool. Uh, there's definitely a few little things we want to change for uh, next year. But in general, I think uh, this has been one of the smoothest Great. that we have felt that Great. we've had this year. Great. Well, anything else you guys want to add about the fest this year? We, well, I guess one thing, uh, for those who have used the mobile app, uh, we uh, David uh, Schwigler from uh, Faith Life here in Bellingham, it's uh, one of the local tech companies, uh, They built this. he built this Android app on his own time, uh, volunteered, wow. he met us on Sunday. He's been working on it off and on the last few years, and he spent pretty much overnight most of the night this week getting that ready for the fest. That's a that's trooper. Awesome. Yeah, yes. that's really cool. And it's open source on GitHub. Oh, nice. And, and what's even better is the Linux Fest Northwest site runs the conference organizing distribution, which is on Drupal. And so the mobile app and COD can work together. So if other conferences wants to do it, you still have to do a little bit of tweaking, but a lot of the, the guts are there. That's killer. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. We love this spot. We love coming here every year. So thanks cool. for making yeah. it uh, super easy for us to do. And thanks for eating your own dog food. The fact that you 
you guys are organizing on Linux for Linux Fest. Mm-hmm. That takes cool. integrity. What, cool. One more shout out to our video team this year. Yes. We have every single a session online. Yes. I believe nice. 10 o'clock is already live. Do you want to say that anything about that? Is awesome. Uh, sure. The team is amazing. Uh, they've been able to get sessions up within an hour of them running, and we've uh, really enjoyed seeing comments roll in on the internet for people who haven't been able to be here getting to watch these sessions go up. And so, those yeah. are up on YouTube, right? Is that where they're? Yes, they're up on YouTube, and they're on LinuxFestNorthwest.org. Awesome. Um, you can look up uh, the video team that works. Uh, they said they couldn't do their work. Uh, Jane, Ryan, uh, it's uh, RyanIsHungry.com. They do conference uh, archiving. Uh, they do it for Drupal cons, and uh, they're now doing it here. That's great. Um, but they've said this is the easiest event they've had to do because of the BTC students ah. that are available in every single room okay. and the video team that can that's work huge. it. So Having that partnership like that is, just yeah, makes it awesome. that much better. That's like that's like huge commercial grade conference scale staff right there. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. they got two of them, and then we have like I don't know twenty of us BTC students, and it, it's wow. just it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's really great awesome. that the talks are up already. So that's something I can go check out. We'll try cool. to throw a link for Thank that. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We appreciate Thank having you. you. All right, so we are here, as you know, at Linux Fest Northwest 2016 in the Pacific Northwest, beautiful Washington in Bellingham, and uh, it's a big fest. 2016 might be the biggest year fest. yet. And we got a chance to step away from the booth for a little while and did a little wandering. And it turns out the fest has grown so much in the last couple of years, they've expanded up into the upstairs. And I didn't get a chance to go last year, but this year we set out to find out what is upstairs. And the first thing we came across that I thought was pretty neat is a robot. It kind of looks like a Horda, uh, only a robot version, and it can yeah, shoot balls. Except it's like on attack mode. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was like a battle tank that some kids were controlling. Yeah, lots of nice lights, powered by Linux, really it, it, cool. It trampled the skateboard, literally. Yeah, it did. It just, like, just demolished just like, it. Yeah. Uh, but what caught Noah's eye might be more interesting to some of you out there. Noah found the new One Laptop Per Child 2.0 booth, where they had the whole range of One Laptop Per Childs. The, uh, the older models that you're familiar with, even one with a crank, uh, all the way up to the brand new ARM-based redesigned keyboard touchscreen devices. And it was kind of an interesting experience because uh, Noah, first thing he thought of was, well, this would be a great machine for my kids. So I've been uh, putting my kids on Linux, obviously, exclusively. What? One of, yeah, yeah, shocking, right? <laughs> and so, but one of the things that was really frustrating has been that, you know, my younger child, uh, she's two years old. She's and two. So, and so she breaks things, right? Yeah. And so the cool thing about that the uh, one laptop per child is that they are practically indestructible. You can't break them. Well, you can if you try hard enough, and they do. But they're easily replaceable. But my and it's not a huge upfront investment to begin with. My biggest problem has been acquiring them because the only place I've been able to find them is on eBay used. So yeah. I asked the guy, I said, straight up, how do I buy one of these? I, I want a one laptop site, child. I, follow, I want a new one. I follow OLPC on the internet. I can't seem to find it. He says, well, just send us an email. And it was almost as if they were somehow, they, they didn't think it was quite sufficient yeah. to just send an email. And yeah. the thing is, I actually prefer it that yeah, way. Yeah, he's like, he felt kind of like, he was kind of like, yeah, well, we don't really have like a, a sophisticated store, process. A cart system. Which basically, you just, you just email this address yeah. here. And, you know, I mean, we could use like PayPal or something. Yeah. You just sent you just sent us an email to volunteer at unleashkids.org and uh, and and tell us that you want a laptop and then you can take your credit card yeah. or PayPal or something and then we'll Pretty take it. And, and the thing is, I will do that. I will end up buying one from them because I would like to get the newest one. Yeah. Although, you know, the older ones are x86 based. The newer ones are ARM. Yes. x86 is kind of appealing. It is. However, I cannot, f I have not found a way and I'm sure, tell somebody something is something on the internet and yeah, everyone yeah. will tell you why it's wrong. But yeah. I, I personally have 
have not been able to find how to load other operating systems onto it. Uh, so I've always had to, f I use the flash feature to flash OLPC, and if I'm going to use their OS anyway, I would almost rather have ARM, right. because I'm only using their repos anyway, I'm only using their softwares anyway, and I feel like I'm going to get better performance out of an ARM chip than out of an x86 for the cost. Yeah, you're so, probably right. So, and better battery. And so, uh, but I will definitely be doing that, and we were even joking about perhaps doing a review of the OLPC on the show. Totally, dude. Cool. I think that'd be really cool. I would love to get a review. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people know about it, but I don't think people actually know what it's like to use one. They are a great computer. Um, and uh, now that they've gone ARM-based, I'm kind of curious what it's like battery life-wise, and if maybe solar is more of a serious option for charging, all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool to see the one laptop for child booth, and it's nice to see them continuing to rev it. I wasn't sure what the state was. Yeah. And to actually have them here, they feel good, they're, they're sturdy. They've gotten a lot better. If you've seen the first ones and you were disenfranchised by the keyboard, which I kind of was because it was like this gummy sticky pad type thing, and yeah. they have gone to an actual... Chicklet. Uh, Not chicklet, chick but it's a click keyboard. Yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. Uh, uh, you know what else is really cool, just real briefly, is they also are trying to change lives. I mean, they really are working on... Right. You're talking about some of the stuff they're doing in Haiti. Uh, it's pretty neat. Well, and so one of the things... It's, it's kind of funny. So we stepped away from the booth because we were having some problems with, with, uh, with the streaming rig, and uh, we get up there, and I, I, real, I, I started to get, like, hooked in because, uh, you know, I've, I've always kind of had this uh, an inkling to try to go to places that would be more receptive of switching to Linux, right? Mm, and that, yeah. you know, someplace like Haiti, where they don't even have computers, and they, they're not they're not set up with this predefined idea that Windows is the real operating system, or Mac OS is the what thing that everyone wants, and then we just settle for Linux. If you don't start with that preconceived idea, I feel like we we have a lot better yeah. chance to advance further. And second of all, I mean, the, 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 the harsh reality is, like, here you give somebody a Raspberry Pi, and they're like, that's a great toy, I'll play with it. There, you, it, and they, then they go back to their 1500 Mac. Computer, there, to them, yeah, yeah I bring also, 50 power, or I bring 50, 50 pies, that changes lives. Yeah, you can't really, I mean, even charging a MacBook Pro would be... Right, yeah, yeah. horrendous. So, yeah. so, you know, the thing is, I was I was speaking with them, I said, you know, I have a unique set of interests that might help, that might uh, that might be particularly suited to something like this. You know, I'm a ham radio operator, so I like building things, and I like designing things, and, and that leads me to have, you know, I have an understanding of AC versus DC, and I also have an understanding of alternative power sources, and that, that's, in, that's organically interesting to me. And so then you combine that with, they're trying to put uh, servers in schools, and of course he was battery operated servers. Of course he was explaining that some of these ideas are based on flawed assumptions, like the school has power, or the school has solar, or the school has a server room to put the server in. Yeah. And so he was talking quite literally about yeah. how we could, we need to make servers that fit in the teacher's handbag and need yeah. to be light enough for them to carry from their home to the school and back. Yeah. Um, those are the kind of problems that I'm interested in. Those are the problems that I would like to be a part of solving. So that is a, that's uh, a cool idea. I got his contact info, and we'll see what evolves from it. Neat. But perhaps in August, yeah, I might be gone for a week. Ooh, interesting, yeah. interesting. Some interesting characters here at Linux Fest Northwest, and maybe Noah will come back with a little Haiti experience. Mr. Matt Hartley stopped by the booth, and of course he happened to stop by right in the middle of, well, technical disasters. Before we got kamutzing about the technical disasters, though, we had to get an update from Matt about Freedom Penguin, and of course the question came in from the chat room, so I got a clip right here. Matt stops down and gives us an update on his project post-Linux Action Show. This has been on it now for at least a couple of hours without any problems. That's cool. At least that I can tell. Okay. <laughs> so basically using it for... Oh yeah, okay, chat room wants to know an update on Freedom Penguin. Oh, well, other than an immense backlog 
backlog of stuff and people wanting to write for me that I'm trying to vet. Things are coming along. It's uh, just been a lot of slow going stuff though, but it's, you know, just trying to vet what people want to do, what they want so to if go. They're, uh, do you want more people to write or is it too many? Uh, you know, honestly, if you have writing experience, yeah. yes, that Seems would be like the biggest thing I so would say. So where do they go? Uh, go to freedompenguin.com, go to the contact page, uh, go ahead and reach out to me there. Um, I have uh, I have an editor that will uh, kind of go through with what you got and make sure that that's going to They want to see the shirt, but your bottle's oh, in the yes. way. Yes. Uh, you got to move the oh. bottle. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's the uh, SNL gag. You would think you would know about production. <laughs> Get it out of the shot. <laughs> Yeah, what, what the hell, right? <laughs> Chase is sitting back there. That By the way, the that open back, source broadcast. Yeah. Hold the microphone up. If you were using Wirecast, I would key that out right now, and no one would know. No. <laughs> there you go, freedompenguin.com. That's right. And if yep, you want to write for Mr. Hartley, well, you got to pass the sniff test. Yep. But if you pass the sniff test and you want to write for Mr. Hartley, that's where you find it. At Freedom Penguin. Check it out. I felt like I had a moment to share with Matt to like bring him back into the way it was when we used to do these live events, and we had to talk about the technical challenges right. we were having. So as soon as Matt sat down, we, I mean, we were in the midst of it. And Matt was on my side. Every, you, you, well, yeah. actually, you were kind of impartial. Yeah. Chase, was like, yeah. Chase was like against well, me. Well, here, we saved it. We'll show it to you guys. You can see the debate we had about the technical challenges. Uh, and then we'll get an update from Mr. Chase and see how it's going today. No, but if he keeps, if he mentions Mac one more time, I might start. <laughs> well, what I was trying to say, Matt, okay. is... Let's get, let's get the gist. You know, as much as I love open source, sure. you know, and, you know, having a, a rig that runs on open source in an open source convention. Yes. Let's just get something that works. Oh, gee, something that works. Uh, okay. Okay. Right I, I see what you're saying. So you're willing to sell your soul. Oh! You're willing to sell your soul fired. for something that works. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm on the same page. I'll say this. <laughs> How many times do you have to make a good first impression? How many chances do you have to make a good first impression? When you're broadcasting... Hold on, I won't. I'm not going to grant him that. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let's dive into this. Are we saying a first impression with arrogant, smug people that expect everything to be right? Wow. Or, 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 or are we talking about a community full of people who are tinkers and makers and want to see the if, evolution of living? You know what? I'll give you that, but the problem in giving you that is you have people that are in that, in that world yeah. In our chat room, saying uh, the white balance is off, or the audio yeah, is off. That's true. Man, or, that's not true. or you know, that's it's so out true. of sync. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, you Chase. Know. And it's funny you bring that up. No, I think it's fair. I think it is too. <laughs> it, it's it's actually it's funny you bring that up because we get way more questions about stuff like that yeah. than we do like, well, what software are they using to connect right now? Like that question doesn't seem to come no, up. No, no, it's no, not it coming doesn't. up at all. Yeah. No, like how much not. glue and yeah. tape we've put yeah. together yeah. on this. Yeah. No, but I'll say this. Penguin on top of that computer case. Is good is, luck. That's Don't what it's holding it on, yeah. But uh, I'll say this. Past two years, right, you know, look how far we've come. Two years ago, sure. we weren't using OBS yeah. to be able to broadcast this because it wasn't ready yet. It yeah. wasn't there yet. This is true. Now, that and is now true. We're it still is. very much Stalled. in development. Right. Yes. So I cannot wait. In a year from now, this is going to be super solid, right? Yeah. So it's accelerating so well and yeah. so fast. So you're willing to go into this with an open mind? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Oh, totally. So you're, you're totally. That's why I'm still idea. here and okay. I haven't gone right. off the deep end yet. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm good with that. If this, if this was Chase's production and he had no respect for open source, we would have uh, we would have dumped the solution a long time ago. I think. I think that about oh, yeah. ten minutes in, I think yeah. would have been. So, so he sold. Ten minutes a little too long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's soldiering on. <laughs> uh, I have I have mad respect. Chase, I'm buying you a beer tonight. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Is that how you smooth this over? No. I'll just, yeah. That's right. I answer, apply I have, alcohol I have, on the well, My thought is, Matt, and you tell me if I'm wrong about. Okay. This. Okay. My thought is, I start with nice comments, sure. and then I evolve to some sort of bribery, and then eventually, if that doesn't work, I just get them drunk. <laughs> I can see that. Either way. Actually. Okay. 
You have a workflow that's working for you yeah. so far. Yeah. 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 We'll call it a workflow. Sure. So you could say it's the same old, same old at the booth. Yeah. It's Very about, cool. Just about as it always is. Well, it seems like you're up and running. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think after a few hours into it, you know what was the trick is they've started an hour earlier. Right. So I had to get here earlier. Well, it's not like you look tired or anything. You look exhausted. You look better than you did that one year. <laughs> I'm not sick. So. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> but outside yeah. of that, no. You, yeah. Uh, it's an early start. And then, of sure. course, we're out late. So it's it's the same old thing. But we're hacksering away right now. We have a multi-streaming setup in the studio running Linux. <laughs> and we're about to enable YouTube live broadcast. Well, you know, and I think when people complain about it, and this is something you guys really ought to remember, we're, we're eating, we're dog fooding this. We're eating our yeah. own dog food. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. We're suffering it, so you exactly. don't have to. Yeah, the production you know? quality is suffering, so you don't have to. That's it. We had a chance to catch up with Mr. Hartley, and he's not the only former co-host to stop by to fill in the seat. Mr. Lunduke stopped by to have a chat on the live stream, and well, things went a little crazy. So, uh, oh, hey guys, we'd like to introduce our guest. We have Richard Brown here. He's the Hello. chairman of the OpenSUSE board. And, and a very QA attractive technical man. lead for SUSE and a very yeah, attractive yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, he yes. does those things. So, Richard, what would you like to tell us about Linux Fest today? <laughs> what kind of interview for question is that? Yeah, that was a crappy interview, man. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. You I've really suck at done this. this before, <laughs> Mr. Dennis. Should, should, should we leave it to the professional? Let me ask you a question, Richard. Go Are on. you doing any super awesome OpenSUSE related I'm, sessions I'm not, later I'm today? I'm this. I'm at Linux Fest. I'm walking out. Yeah, well, He's I'm out. Mike. I'm doing a I'm session this here. afternoon about OpenQA. Um, yeah. Actually, it, it's it's a unique session in the sense, I think it's the first time in years where you've got a SUSE guy and a Red Hat guy both sharing the stage at the same time. Right. Because we're both doing, yeah, we're both using that. So we're going to be talking about what OpenQA is, what it does, how it does all that crazy magic. Peace and, and then, harmony, man. And then all the weird and wonderful stuff that they're doing with Fedora, which I think is completely nuts. And then Completely nuts. All the weird and wonderful but beautiful. stuff. beautiful. Yeah, but beautiful. But beautiful. And all the weird and wonderful stuff we're doing with Leap, Tumbleweed, and Slee. A little bit of the Enterprise is sneaking into the talk now. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's bonkers. Yep. Are you doing any others? I've got a session with you. but You yeah. do? We do, yes. That mean, sounds delightful. What's that about? Me and you doing a, a Q&A about the OpenSUSE board, so anyone who's, yeah. A Q&A with you and me? Yep. So anybody who's interested in, you know. How amazing would that be? You know, how I put up with this guy, then, you know, come here, ask some questions. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, what we're doing with the project, where we're going, what we're thinking, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Hey, Fisher, get in here. Oh, boy. Yep. You can ask some questions now. Have I? Uh, have I? Uh, yeah. I'm uh, now. I'm co-hosting the uh, Open Source Action Show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What are Welcome. we talking Welcome about? Back. I didn't hear any of that. You seriously? <laughs> I was talking. Right there. You were there. What are you doing, man? Richard, it's good to see you in person. Yeah, nice to be. It's uh, been lovely to have you join us on Linux Unplugged. Did you say it's not lovely? I said it has you been lovely. You just said not, not lovely. You did say not lovely. Oh, well, you said not lovely. It's not lovely. lovely. It's fantastically lovely. Wonderful. Yeah. Good nice. recovery. You kind of saved that one. That was pretty good. Yeah. You're welcome. So, how far did you have to travel to get here? Give us a little sense of your. Oh, uh, that was a whole like 18 hours. So Nuremberg to Amsterdam, uh -huh. 10 hours from yeah. Amsterdam to Seattle. Yeah, Seattle to yeah. The so there's a critical question here. Yep. Well, what was your battery management strategy? Actually, that had no problems. Like, I'm running Tumbleweed on the laptop. It's got eight hours live. <laughs> I love it. I love it. you got a Tumbleweed just, plug in there out of yeah, that. It just worked. Because so well, it works awesome. Yeah, and I didn't use my phone on the plane. So. I did the same thing. Train up six and a half hours or so. Ran yeah. the whole time. It was no big deal. Hmm. No big whoop. I was uh, I was uh, always, always like the guy that's like, i got to have an extra battery. i got to have an extra battery. I used to do that when I had it, when I had a ThinkPad. So I had a X220. I always had two batteries with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just swapped yeah. them out. But no, I'm on a Asus Ultrabook now, and yeah, can 
eke out about ten hours if I'm careful. So eight what, hours more realistic. You know, hell, I got a, I got one of those cheap Lenovo laptops through Tumbleweed on there. It's only supposed to get like three and a half hours of battery life because it's cheap. Yeah. I guess like five and a half hours it's of battery that, life. It's that least. unicorn kernel patch you guys have in there. I, I don't know what it is. I used to do like a whole bunch of blog posts about like how to tune up power management on OpenSUSE. Like since like twelve one, I yeah. was like all these lists and like it was like some of the stuff which like uh, Matthew Gowett would talk about in, in his sure. blog post. Yeah. Since yeah, since Tumbleweed in November two thousand fourteen, like I did a post like just stop doing all that crap. So just I think leave it. You know, I think I speaking of Tumbleweed, I think I asked you this on Linux Unplugged, but maybe you could give me a concise answer, Brian. Maybe you know. It I could give you a long-winded answer. What yeah. is the differentiator that would make you a Tumbleweed fellow over say a Leap enthusiast? Are you screwing with me right now? No, no, it's it's a, are you really screwing with me no, right I'd now? I'd like to hear the answer. It's a good question. It, it's really a case of what pace of change are you comfortable with? So okay. if you you know if you're an enthusiast, we've got the best of both worlds sure. there anyway. But you know if you want that latest of upstream all the time and you don't mind that the new GNOME, the new KDE might change everything because that's what upstream are doing. Everything. Then tumbleweed is your thing. And if you if you just want to you know you've got a, a workflow that you like and you just want to keep that stable, then then leap is going to be that much more moderate flow. Mm. So what, what do you run, Brian? I run both. Oh. I run totally both. Yeah, I got I got I got one production system that's running leap because it's nice, it's stable, it's locked down with? to all hell. Yeah. yeah. And what I do is I take leap because it's all hardcore and stable. But then it's hardcore. I like to have a couple of apps that are crazy updated, right? Sure. So sure. what I do is I then go and grab those particular apps from OBS. Yeah. So that way I get the up to date yeah. for just those apps yeah. on top of a really stable core. So here's my question. And, I, and I'm doing a talk at OpenSUSE conference about how that is a really bad idea. Yeah. It is a, <laughs> there are a lot of bad ideas that I do. But I still do them and they work awesome. All right. Well, here's my question. Yeah. So uh, if, if you guys could just name one or two things that would make it easier for an end user to say, understand how to get to the build service and integrate that in with my desktop experience. Like if, like, so for example, I hate it, but for example, uh, you see a lot of like, uh, I know you guys can do this too. You see a lot of the Ubuntu enthusiast websites, they just have this big one button click. Yeah. And I know that you guys can do that from the build service, but like, you don't see a lot of websites that are like doing that. What can you do to get, not do, to sort of get that out there more, but also make it maybe more obvious for users? So maybe if it was more obvious for users, they would just. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we're, we're going to certain projects and encourage them to, to doing that more often. It's surprising how many are doing that already. Um, oh, yeah. Like, the. Uh, uh, OwnCloud are doing that. I was going to say OwnCloud um, does it, But yeah. there's, there, there was some chat application whose name's completely escaped me now on, on camera. But there, I, um, I was looking at that, downloading the OpenSUSE package, and then I realized, wait a second, that's our CSS in there. <laughs> and they basically have just scraped out the build service using our one-click <laughs> for their Fedora Please. package, for their Debian package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sitting and in some they, home yeah. repo. So I, I asked them nicely to like put, them in, put it somewhere in a nicer namespace and gave them a proper project. But yeah, so there's, there's quite a few projects out there who are doing that. Um, some of these uh, video, uh, uh, yeah, like Miss TV esque stuff are doing the same kind yeah. of thing, where they're they're building it in the build service. They're using our one click stuff, but you go to the website and you don't realize that that nice Ubuntu button is actually an OpenSUSE build service button. So, is there anything? It happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there anything you see another distribution doing? You go, oh, maybe we should adopt that. Maybe we should bring that in. Is there anything out there you kind of go, boy, when I see that, and I don't know what it might be, but uh, we've already kind of done it with like the GNOME software. So you know, GNOME software. In, in in our GNOME release, we're doing updates to the kind of Fedora style of download all the updates. Yeah, and we're and we're just about to swap out our display manager and our desktop environment.
environment. For something we've homegrown and proprietary, it doesn't work upstream yeah, at but, all. But yeah, but you'll no, be able to have a complete package, right? So that's good. Right, right, yeah. right, because that makes a lot of when sense to do. When you're building a product. Yeah. Product. Right, that's a that's product. That's the story you tell when you're building. It's a story for product, experience, end user. Product. Yeah. Product. Yeah, yeah, no. Experience. Controlled. We're not doing anything that stupid. Mobile! <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Convergence. Let's just get it working in one place right first. Oh. Right? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Hmm. Yes. But the yes. actually yes. an interesting yes. mix actually with that like whole GNOME software Fedora style reboot mechanism, uh, reboot and install mechanism. Yeah. That with Tumbleweed is a really nice mix. Like we that just kind of happened by accident. And, you know, so you've got package kit downloading all those updates in the yeah. background. Then you just hit that and that's the update done. Yeah. So it's nice and clean. Yeah. Nice and clean. Oh, Good way cool. working. Interesting. All right, gentlemen. Thank you for informing me. No. Pleasure. Appreciate it. No. You know me. No. Yeah. I get confused easily, so it's good to keep me straight. Yeah, well, keep I mean, me on the narrow. Oh, she's up. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Is that totally the case? Yeah. I mean, look how many people are, have to be here to keep me straight. It's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, Chris. Leap. Tumbleweed. It's confusing. Tumbleweed. Hey, Chris. Yeah. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm at Linux Fest Northwest. How you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm at Linux Fest Northwest. Yeah. 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 Enjoyed the last two days? Yeah. Go to see any sessions yet? No, but... Uh, you didn't come to mine yesterday? No, I didn't get to go to any sessions. But You didn't like, come to mine yesterday. Unlike last year, I did get to go walk around, and I cool. uh, saw a few cool things, so that was nice, because last year I didn't even get to walk around, so this year... Hey, I guess that is a start. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm making baby steps. So, earlier this year, there was the Southern California Linux Expo. Scale. Correct. Uh, did you go to that? I was there. Oh, okay, good. I was the evening entertainment... <clears throat> Every night. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that every night. Um, every night. <laughs> um, <laughs> hanging out in the press room. Were you every day. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a rumor uh -huh. that you were there. Yeah. It's I looked for you. It, you we had you people may, you looking to, for you. You may be able to find video evidence of it you, in the Linux Action Show. Did, did you really? It's possible. Did you go? You'll have, you to, there? you'll have to review the footage. Hmm. There is there is footage. So I don't know. I can't answer that. Did did you go to the evening I, entertainment show? I can't. I can't. No. 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 I had my own entertainment. Let me. Let me. Did tell you go you. to any of the parties? Yeah. Because we had parties. We had a couple parties. We had a huge party. Who a party? It was because there was one big party. party. There's one big party. The only party. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one party. If there was only one party, I didn't go to that party. Only one party. I think I actually went to this other party where the whole. See, bunch you of went to the at. wrong party. I know. You went to was it in a subway? See what I said about there was a party in a subway. You don't go to the party in the subway. You Do go to the good party. See what I was saying two minutes ago about getting confused. It happens, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I was gonna say? It smells like you might be confused right <laughs> it now. It might. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't specifically referring no, to your armpits. I think it's that jacket, dude. This jacket's getting old, man. This jacket's getting old. You know what? I haven't washed this jacket since 2006. There is literally a banana in Brian's pocket. That is yeah. not even a now, joke. Now wait a minute. I just pulled this you. banana. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is not cool. This is not cool. So I put this banana in my pocket this morning. Later on today. And I thought you were just happy to see me, dude. <laughs> who's 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 talking right now? Well, technically we both are, but I want to be. I'm going to be doing a session with James Mason over there. I don't know if you can see it on the, the webcam or chatomatic, but me and James Mason are doing a session. James really wanted to have a banana in my pocket gag. I've got a banana in my pocket all lined up for that gag. Now, everyone who goes to that session will have already heard that gag today because you ruined it. You ruined it. Victory is mine! You thank know you. what? Thank you. Here's another egg. Oh, thank you, Brian. I gave him an egg earlier. Yeah, he right didn't eat it yet. He didn't eat it. Hey, he didn't you didn't just egg. give me an egg. I gave him an egg. Hold on. Well, this, is a, him, this is a protein extravaganza. Well, I gave him some peanut butter. Also this gave, is from the hotel. He knows what it's like I'm to be live. I'm not supposed to bring this away from the hotel, probably, but I did. It's Well, you know what? You know what, Brian? Here's some second peanut butter. Let's, let's have, go. Oh, so let's have some Beer's tasty throwback. Right, we'll do a live peanut butter eating. Do you have something to drink? 
water right behind you. I got Diet Coke, Brian. You got something to drink? Yeah. This? No. Are you drinking Pepsi? Well, I don't need. I don't need something to drink. Are you drinking Pepsi? Today I am. Yeah. Wow. I know. When I, so when I'm at home, I go like all like crazy healthy. Yeah. And you're not big on the caffeine either. I'm bad on the caffeine. Yeah. But when I'm when I'm at a conference, yeah. My any dietary restrictions yeah, out the window. Yeah, Bacon cheeseburgers, so, Pepsi, and I just do. Yeah, I'm going to share like with you my peanut butter technique. Okay. I'm going to squeeze like this. All right, to try I'll try to, it. Yeah. And I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Oh, it's crushing it. No, you. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, you go. No, no, uh, that's not. Yeah. This is weird now. Uh-huh, no, yeah, good. it's getting uh-huh. weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> Okay. Right, I got all pimper in my mouth. I'm just gonna do the finger thing. I'm more of a finger scoop guy. Hmm. You know, ten years of podcasting, and I this didn't is, think about the fact that I'd have to talk with peanut butter in my mouth. Yeah, no, this is the first time I've ever done something like that. It's <laughs> a really bad idea. Excuse me, talk for a second. Could you say something yeah, for a minute? Uh, no, you, I didn't say anything at all. It's all you guys. Have fun. <laughs> oh man, I'm not bailing you out of this one. Oh man, you gotta switch it around, and it's it's not a good combo. But in order to uh, talk, you gotta switch it around. Oh, uh, this ain't bad. I still got a lot of peanut butter in my mouth. I could really go for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh, right now. No, it's good. Where's the Where's the camera? Give me a little. No, I just no, wanted no, to show no, you. No, no, give no, it's just for you. Just no, no, come over here and just give it a little. Mm-mm. for you. You almost peer pressured into it. I saw you for a second there. You almost were like, okay. I saw that. Well, I do like I do like to dance for the camera. <laughs> you know me. But seriously though, you really effed up my banana thing. This was not this was not your banana. Would that make you feel better? What is this? <laughs> Noah switched me to look at, look at that face, dude. <laughs> where's where's the Oh crap, it does look like you. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, Alright, go ahead and look yeah. at mine now. What? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Look at my eyes, dude. Look at my eyes. Uh, and my lips. They're weird. Oh my God. They're weird. That's it's, fantastic. It's legit. That is weird and creepy. You or Tony Stark? Both in one man. <laughs> Now we get to the part that I've been waiting for all episode long. Last night, we ran our feet off doing the Switch competition, trying to get as many people... To, what? No, we did. I thought you were going to say something else dirty. We got as, we tried to get as many people to Switch to Linux as possible. And uh, we don't have all of the results for you yet, but we do have some interesting tidbits. So stay tuned. We're going to tell you how that all went down and uh, maybe where we ran into a couple of speed bumps that we didn't quite expect. But first, though, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at System76. Go to System76.com and find yourself a rig built, born, designed to run Linux. You know, Ubuntu 16.04 is out, and you know what that deserves? A fresh computer. Uh-huh. A with a fresh new. install. And that's what exactly and, what this guy And did. you know what's great? I will bet you money that their computers, when they ship all those little bugs that I have in my machine that comes on the stock Ubuntu installer because Canonical, you know, yeah. shipped an LTS yeah. that isn't really an yeah. LTS right yeah. now, it, it seems. It needs a all, fine touch. And all those fine touches are going to be taken up by System76 and the, the the only thing that's kind of a shame is no one will ever know because no but really <laughs> I know we, we went down no there they were idea. geeking out about it but yeah, yeah you really don't you and I had no and idea some of it's the small of stuff and some of it's big stuff and it's it all adds up but it, it's not until you're sitting there and you have a side by side comparison you're yeah. like oh wait I didn't shut yeah, that project we literally up. did that they shut it off yeah. for me yeah we did it we did a stock install versus the System76 install while we were down there and, and checked it out and it was pretty cool mm-hmm. so this guy over here huge jerk he's getting the Oryx Pro uh, my fantasy laptop it is yeah. a it is 
unbelievable. I'll let you touch it. It is unbelievable how much machine is in it. I mean, I'm not saying it's an ultrabook, but at the same time, it's it's an ultrabook. It is a workstation. Than, it's a workstation ultrabook. Yeah, it's way thinner than my Bonobo. Yeah, and it's more, way more powerful because it's more modern. An op- it doesn't have an optical drive. I love it. Yeah, that's probably where some of the <laughs> but I, I that optical drive. I'm done with it, dude. I'm done with it. So check them out. System76.com. Go there. Let them know the Linux Action Show sent you. Get yourself something nice. You can stop fighting with your Linux and go play with it. Right? That's right. Great hardware. It makes all the difference. System76.com. Thanks to them for sponsoring the Linux Action Show. Speaking of System76, Emma from System76 joins us right now. Hello, Emma. Welcome to Linux Action Show. How are you feeling after last night? My face hurts from smiling. Yeah, been real nice to everybody. Yeah. Would you like to try Linux? I was seriously walking around like cheesing all night. And then last night was fun, and today I'm smiling because of yesterday being so fun. Yeah, so yeah. It's just, oh, so that we're organic. I can't see, frown. See, now, it takes. I've always heard that it takes more muscles to frown than to smile. So I assumed if it was an authentic smile that it wouldn't be, like, you know, mm. uncomfortable. Maybe you don't smile enough. Maybe you should try more. So as we sit here <laughs> at this moment. Use a little more Linux, and then you'll smile more. Legitimately, nobody on camera has any idea no. what the numbers are at. We nope. have held it a secret. This We're, is true. And it yeah. is killing us. It is killing all of us. Because we have no idea who won. We are going to reveal it in next week's episode. But Emma, I have a little clip I wanted to show you. So we walked up uh, to a place called the Wander Brewery. And I'm going to show you a little bit of that because you haven't seen this, obviously, because it's from our crew. And then I'm not going to play the audio, but we also ran into a bit of a challenge we didn't expect. And it caused Noah to sort of have to rebound and yeah. get his game back. Yeah. So I'll show you the clip leading up to that, and then uh, we'll play the rest. So here we go. Take it away, past Chris. Okay, we're walking up to the Boundary Bay Brewery. No. No. Wander. Oh, yeah. We're walking up to the Wander Bay Brewery. No, just Wander. Okay. We're walking up to the Wander Brewery. We're <laughs> <Your> wandering. <laughs> uh, it's out down this alleyway here. But the great thing is it's, a, it's an outdoor brewery with food trucks. And we've like already seen a production crew here series. with a red camera. So they already are camera friendly because, well, there's people already shooting video. So this should be a pretty good location. You can hear it as now we're walking up. It's on the other side of this wall. Okay, so as we walk around the corner here, uh, we got to the front door, and what are the chances the guy opening the front door and, and saying hi to folks is one of the two owners of the brewery? And of course, we're walking in with a big camera on a pole. I've got my camera going, and pretty quickly. Now, right away off the bat, though. I uh, I, ha- I pulled out my wallet and showed it to him because I thought he was trying to card me. That's why he was stopping me. Turns out it, I seem to have failed to notice that there's a scammer crew yeah. following me around. So I start talking to him and I'm like, hey man, you know, my name's Noah. I'm from Jupiter Broadcasting and I want to switch people to Linux and you should love Linux so you should let us switch people to Linux. And he's like, well, I don't know. It could kind of frustrate people and you could be irritating people. I don't know if I really so like that. So look at this shot. This is where we had to shut the camera down right here. So this he, shot. Uh, Can well, you see how angry so he is we're, that we're shot? Expla- <laughs> well, we're explaining what's going on and then he goes, are you, rec- Are you recording Shut me? It Am down. I on camera? Shut and it down. So instantly Alex is like, whoop, no I'm not. Yeah. And so uh, he's like, all right, shut that down. You can't go in there. Wait out here. I'm going to go talk to the other owner. And we're like, oh, crap. No, I, you were all crap. I was like, I bet I can convert the other owner to live. Yeah, that's what Noah's like. He's like, well, if we if we can't go in there, I'll get the, I'll get the other owner to switch. I'll at least get some conversion out of this. Guy comes back out and he says, look, here's what's going on. It's our anniversary. Uh, we're having a crazy party. There's already a crew there with a red camera. There's already people shooting. If you go out to the balcony 
area. You can switch out there. Do you know what the guy at the red camera said to us? He walked by and he takes a look and he goes, that's cute. Yeah. 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 So our first stop, our first stop, we almost got completely shut down. We had to wait outside. We did get completely shut down. Then we got restarted. And then I'm starting to think, are we losing time? We we, lose time. Do we need to go somewhere else? We might have to go somewhere else. That'd be a fun uh, caption this image. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Noah trying to convince that guy. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, he was a super nice guy after he came out and just explained why it was so crazy. So uh, we have got footage of the entire night. We're going to put as much of it together as we can, and we'll roll that for you in next week's episode. We'll also reveal the total. We have to wait, too. It's it's intense. Uh, So we'll have all of it, and we'll probably feature it next Sunday on the Linux Action Show. Either way, it was a lot of fun, right? It was, yes. It was very fun. And I think we got some new Linux users out of it. Uh, Absolutely. I know how many I got. (laughs) We know how many we got. Well, I know know how many people you bribed. (laughs) I didn't. I don't. Listen, I use the power of, I use the same techniques that Microsoft and, and, and Apple use, right? Like they, they, they take their, their product, which exists, except we have a good, we start with a good product and they start with a crappy product, but then they just, they use all these little tricks. They, they have stores and stuff where they can convince people to come in and try stuff and play with stuff. So I'm just doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Just doing it on uh-huh. Linux. Okay. And, I, I well, used words. I used words too. I just coupled Instead it with a couple of other things. <laughs> Isn't a bri- Let me ask you something. Words. Chris, okay, and merits on. of the let's, product. Here, let's get this on camera and let's, okay. let's set the record. I'm ready. Chris, what was my budget? What, what, how much money was I given to bribe people? From the JB coffers? For, for, yeah. Uh, I wrote you a grand check, and this was... I had to, I had to take a moment. Hold on. I, did you carry the one? Yeah. I, okay. Well, right. I had so to, and, I, and then I, ran, I had to run it past Ange to okay. verify uh, $0.00. And zero cents. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so everything I did, I did out of my own pocket. So it is not like it's not like we, you know, we, you know, we, yeah, we, we, we didn't stack the competition. No, I think. it's true. And I did nothing in the competition that I wouldn't have done in my ordinary life That's walking around. Too. The only difference is... Can confirm. I, yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> the only difference is I just doubled up on a lot of the stuff because I knew I was going to be doing it a lot. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. It was a good tech. You guys will see what he's talking about in the video. And yeah. uh, I think, you know, I, I'm really curious to see how Emma's turned out because she does it all day long. It's her day job. This is her bag. Right, so right. I think it's going to be really cool. And either way, I think we spread the word about Linux. That's right. And talked a lot about System76 to both teams. Yeah, so actually, it, it was super successful, I think. Yeah, yeah and we inter- even even like when we t- were converting people, we were, we were talking to them about yeah. how System76 was a company that manufactured and this computer and we... You know what else was really neat? Uh, when we started doing that and we started getting people excited, we started talking about that stuff, we had other people walk up to us yeah. and say, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. What's this? And well, we just... Yeah. It was really cool. Third grade so. school teacher. And you don't know this because you were out walking around. Converting I, I'm people glad I remember working. to say this, yeah. Uh, but I would, I would, I was following up, like grabbing beers and doing B-roll and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I would go, I would walk grabbing past. beers, the important thing. It was. Well, we wanted to patron. I mean, yeah. we, we wanted yeah. to support the business, right? Right. Uh, and so I was walking past those groups that you had moved on from. Yeah, yeah. And they were still talking about Linux. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, like That's they're great. at the brewery. There's the average people were just having conversations about Linux. So it was, and they were talking about what's well, what's better about it than Windows? Like that, those questions were being yeah, asked. Yeah. It was. It, I mean, if nothing else, that's maybe one of the coolest things. Yeah. But I, I can't wait to see all the final footage put together. We'll get the final count and do the big reveal. It's going to be cool because you guys went into a business to right. do it and you had groups. Yeah. Right. And we we walked around and just did Man random. on the street. Yep. Like totally. taking the word on the it's street. It's really good. They're yeah, both have a different they, feel. And they both have, uh, you know, uh, good and bad because when you, if you, if, 
if somebody says no, right, the next person, it's a complete reset. That wasn't true for us. Yeah. Because if somebody said no, everyone the around them. The whole group shut down. The whole, not only did the whole group shut down, people around them, yeah. would, you know, they, they would give you that eye, like, if you bring that camera, point it towards yeah. me, I will poke your Don't eye interrupt out. interrupt my meal. Sticks. I am hungry. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and, and <laughs> that, that kind of spreads. And then if somebody says yes, it, it you know, they, they kind of honed in, and, and mm-hmm. you would, wouldn't have had that because if somebody said yes, they, it had almost no effect on the next person, right? Yeah. So it's a very different dynamic, both ways, mm-hmm. good and bad. Yeah. So it turned out fun. We had extra challenges, but uh, overall, I think it was a good event, and uh, maybe we should do it again sometime. We should issue maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll do it as a joint conversion next yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. A, a joint a, conversion. Yeah, a, a joint, joint conversion. conversion. A Noah Emma joint, and then uh, we could have another joint group, and those two could. We'll see. All the joints. All the joints. All, all of the, the joints. All right. Well, thank you, Emma, for stopping by. Thanks. It was good to chat with you. I had a lot of fun, and uh, that sort of is going to bring us to the end. We're kind of wrapping up, unless there's anything else you want to cover live from the floor. I don't think so. So check out Linux Unplugged next week. We might have some more stuff from uh, Linux Fest Northwest, some extra goodies that we brought along. Uh, if you want to submit content, we'll be back to our regular format next week, linuxactionshow.reddit.com. That's the place to go, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash contact to send us an email. And last but not least, did you know we did the show a little extra early this week? If you didn't, you probably should have been checking the calendar, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. We automatically convert that to your local live time. You can follow the network at Jupiter Signal. Me, I'm at Chris Elias, and this guy is at Colonel Linux. And let's give a shout out to Mr. Nunes at Nunes for Chase. You can follow him on the Twitters. Also check him out at geekgamer.tv where he's rocking the high production quality all the time. Yeah, he's making me super jealous all weekend. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of the Linux Action Show. And we'll see you right back here next week. Hi there. Hi. Um, so we got a kit. We got a. They, yeah, the chat room thinks that we may be getting hacked right now. Why'd you say that? Well, I mean, put it together. Emma was here, and the stream mm. was bad, and then Emma leaves, and now the stream's the fine. good. That is true. I mean, that's math. What I think is great is people are actually writing into the contact form. They're like, they're screen capping, dude. Have you seen this? They're screen capping. They're like, I don't know if you guys caught this, but. I think something's up, and then they show like the hacked by Emma. Love it. Hey, uh, no, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Aim that mic at your face. Wow. Uh, like if I was actually going to do it when I'm actually going to be on the air? Like a professional like this. broadcast. Yeah. yeah. How's yeah. that sound? That sounds pretty good. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Sounds now good. I'm going to go back to not paying attention for a second. <clears throat> They're saying the audio is way out of sync in the chat room. Maybe the chat room's out of sync. Yeah, maybe you guys are out of sync. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's you guys. Maybe you're out of sync, chat room. You're out of sync. And how dare you come here and tell me in my house that I'm out of sync. I am offended by this accusation about myself.